Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parashas Shlach. And in this parasha we read of perhaps what is one of the most dramatic and traumatic episodes in the entire Torah, the Chitim Raglan, the sin of the spies. Started out as a good idea to send a group of men, pious men, Sadiqim, to go scout out the land, figure out what type of resistance is waiting, figure out what the natural resources are, figure out the best way to go in. But we know, unfortunately, Everything unraveled relatively quickly. The spies come back delivering a disastrous report against, against Moshe, against Eretz Yisrael, against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Rebono Olam decrees that the nation, the generation, will die out in the desert. And will have to be a new generation, a generation not born in captivity, a generation of free people, a generation of hope, of optimism, of internal and external strength, who will go in to conquer the land. Something amazing happens. The next morning, after this traumatic night, the Torah records this is in Parak Yudalid Pasuk Mem, chapter 14, verse 40. Vayashkimu Baboker. There were a group of people who woke up the next morning. They went up to the top of the mountain and they said, Hinenu, we are here. And something amazing happens. The group shows up and they say, We made a mistake. We made a mistake. We should have never doubted HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We should have never doubted Moshe. We should have never doubted the beauty of Eretz So We're ready to go in. We're ready to go in. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't go. Don't go. If you go, you're going to suffer defeat. And the Torah says, Vaya'apilu la'alo. Still, this group pressed forward. They decided to go in, to try to go into Eretz Yisrael. And ultimately, again, they're defeated. They're beaten back. And the question is obvious. Why was this group defeated? After all, how beautiful, how beautiful. This group assembles the morning after. They say, Chatanu, we made a mistake. We own it. We own it. We're not trying to accept We own it. We made a mistake. Let's make it right. Let's go into the land. Let's try to fix this. And Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't even listen. There's not even a conversation to be had. Don't do it. You're going to fail. And sure enough, Moshe, of course, was right. They failed. What's the pshat? Isn't this tshuva? Isn't this tshuva in the highest degree? People recognizing, owning that they made a mistake and trying to rectify, trying to make it right. Shouldn't Moshe Rabbeinu have encouraged? Shouldn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu have blessed their efforts, but yet they're defeated? And I think the Torah is trying to teach us two incredible lessons. Lesson number one is that real tshuva is not just simply saying you're sorry, but real tshuva is getting to the core of why I behaved the way I behaved. Why did I do that heinous thing. I'll give you a simple muscle. Imagine for a moment, and by the way, this happens all the time. You have a marriage, and a husband does something terribly hurtful to his wife. He says something, he insults her, he demeans her, he denigrates her, and she's obviously broken and hurt. And then the husband realizes, Oy vai vai, what did I do to my beloved wife? What did I do to my spouse? So the husband runs over and he apologizes, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Now in the husband's mind, he's thinking to himself, okay, I just apologized. We're good, right? We're good. Maybe we'll go out for dinner, have a nice evening. In his mind, the apology took care of everything. And very often the wife says, or at least thinks, thank you for apologizing. But you know that the apology is not the end of the story. right? The apology is the beginning. Because the most important thing now to contemplate is, why did you do that? Why did you behave that way? Why did you talk that way to me? I'm your wife. I'm your spouse. I'm, I'm your partner in life. And you demeaned and denigrated and hurt me. Shkoyach, that you apologized. Fantastic. Now at least you apologized. You're a mensch. 
You're a mensch. You're not a behema. You're a mensch. But now you have to introspect, husband. You have to contemplate. You have to look inside yourself. How did you behave that way? How could you have mistreated me, another human being, all the more so your wife in such a dramatic fashion? And the wife is 100% right, as wives often are. 100% correct. The apology is the starting point. But real trouble requires introspection. You see, it's very nice that this group came along and said, we made a mistake, let's go. No, 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 no. He didn't just make a mistake. We rebelled against Moshe. And we rebelled against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And we rejected the promise that Hashem had made to Avram Avinu. This is not about assembling the army, getting everybody to the hilltop and going in. This requires introspection. What happened over here? What's broken inside of us that allowed this particular event to unfold? Because unless we drill down to what misfired at the core, we're going to keep on repeating the same exact mistake. That's why, again, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he sees the army gathered the next morning, and they're like, yeah, let's go, let's do this. We made a mistake, but we could fix it. Moshe Rabbeinu says, what are you talking about? You can't just fix this by going in. To fix this, we have to retreat inside of ourselves to figure out what's broken, what's misfiring, what's in a state of disrepair that allowed us to act in such a heinous and egregious fashion. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu says, you're like the husband who demeaned his wife and thinks that all he has to do is say, I'm sorry. And we're good. We're good here, right? We're good. We're all right. No, we're not good. Chatanu, you sinned. That's a great first step. But before we can even go into the land, we need to figure out within ourselves what's happened over here. And this is the first lesson Torah is teaching us. That sometimes when we suffer relationship trauma, or when we do something egregious to another, to our God, or to ourselves. Saying I'm sorry is a wonderful first step, but that's not the process. Saying I'm sorry is a good way to own that which has gone wrong. But real tshuva requires significant introspection to try to understand myself. Why did I behave this way? Why did I act this way? Why did I talk this way? Because unless I could disengage in that process of self-discovery, I'm doomed to repeat the same mistakes over and over. It was wonderful they wanted to go in now. But Moshe says, not now, too soon. Do your own personal work. And then Amir Hashem, one day, you'll be ready to go in. There's a second lesson. Chazal tell us, If a mitzvah comes to your hand, literally don't allow it to become chametz. So we know this expression. And what does the expression mean? Seize your opportunities. Seize your opportunities. Because if you don't seize them, sometimes they're no longer there. They become chametz. And it struck me that Chazal choose the metaphor of chametz. Because what's interesting about chametz? Once you allow a dough to become chametz, you can't reclaim the pre-chametz state. You can't walk it back. Once it becomes chametz, it's chametz forever and can't be undone. And I think Chazal is sensitizing us to something incredibly amazing that sometimes in life we have opportunities in front of us and we don't take them. And then sometime later we wake up and say, ah, that was a great opportunity. Let me go back and grab it. There's only one problem. That sometimes the opportunities in life become chametz. And once they become chametz, they're no longer accessible. You see, sometimes when the door to life opportunity closes, no matter how much you try to pry it open, you can't get it open. It's gone. The ship has sailed. There'll be other opportunities in Yeretz Hashem. But that one that you want to reclaim, that's gone. 
That's chametz. That's what's happening over here. Kalaliso slammed the door on Eretz Yisrael, at least in that moment. And the next morning they come and they would just want to pull it back open. And Moshe says, that's not the way life works. I mean, sometimes it's the way life works. Sometimes you can wake up later and reclaim lost opportunities. But more often than not, mitzvah bali adecha, once you let the opportunity go slip through your fingers, it's chametz. And just like once the dough becomes chametz, no matter how much you daven over it, pray over it, try to walk it back, you can't. Once it's chametz, always chametz. Sometimes once you miss the opportunities in life, they're gone. They're gone. And that's the incredible musr. How careful we have to be with the life opportunities when they present themselves. Because often what happens in life is life opportunity comes and it's just not the right moment. I'm too busy, I'm too this, I'm too that. And in the back of our mind, we just think to ourselves, it's okay. I'm not going to seize it now, but I'll get to it tomorrow, the next day. And sometimes opportunity does wait. Sometimes it does. But I think, dear friends, more often than not, it doesn't. The ship sails. The dough becomes chametz. And now even though I'm ready to engage, the door has slammed shut and cannot be reopened. Two profound life lessons. Not from the Chet Maraglim but from this group who wanted to go in the next morning. Lesson number one, when I mess up in life, it's not enough to say I'm sorry. I really have to introspect and try to understand what's broken, what went wrong. Because if I can't identify that, I'm doomed to repeat those same mistakes. Lesson number two, when opportunity presents itself, grab it, if it's the right one. Because if you think that it's gonna be there for you later on, maybe it will. But often in life, the opportunity becomes chametz. And once it becomes chametz, you can't go ahead and make it into matzah. Once it becomes chametz, you can't walk that back. Live life with that acute understanding that just because you're ready to reclaim the opportunities of the past doesn't mean that they're going to be there for the taking. So when those beautiful life opportunities present themselves, which they do each and every day, find the courage to grab them. Find the courage to maximize them find the courage to embrace and actualize them because if you wait too long they may not be there for the taking wishing everyone a good and Arab Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh